Excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at AmFam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Blog Talk Radio. Nothing, but I declare to you. 
that you've committed under him against that day. Now let me hear you say, Jesus. 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 Welcome to Blessings Our Grace Radio. Tonight is Thursday, January the 18th, 2018. The time is 9.36 p.m. Tonight is our weekly school for the Soul Bible Study. Tonight we are spiritually feeding you. This is Food for Thought. Are you feeling cool tonight, Radio Land listeners? Not natural food, but spiritual food. Are you still hungry? Because if you're hungry... Get your Bible out, because come on out, the table is spread. Tonight, Dr. Moore will be giving you a topic. We are now in the new year, but we're still on the final analysis on the matter, because this is the end times, whether you know it or not. God is on the rise and the incline. He's coming back faster than we all know. And if we do know he's coming back fast, then we want to believe it. But we don't have a choice, because when he comes back, he's coming back for a ready church, a church that has been ready, not getting ready, but already ready and steadfast for him. Now, 
This is the night where Dr. Moore gives the topic and he breaks it down for you, giving you the bread of life, that spiritual bread that you will neither hunger nor thirst anymore. So get out your Bibles and follow along and write the scriptures down so you have something to reference for going forward. And these lessons and Bible studies, you can study them time and time again. These are classic messages that are going to keep you covered and keep you fed further going forward. And also some announcements on the 28th, 2018, will be our seventh annual intercessory prayer conference. So if you're in the Los Angeles area and you'd like to hear some, oh, hallelujah, Holy Ghost, still preaching, come down to Greater All Nations Church at 3.30 service. Dr. Moore will be preaching and teaching the word of God. Come on down and get your praise on because it will be a great time. And also, Radio Land listeners, please say a special prayer for all of the Great All Nations prayer bands on Mondays and Fridays. They're in the, in the church. They are praying inside of the church for all those which are locked yet not saved behind the prison walls in the convalescent homes, praying for the bereaved family members. And they're just praying for soul salvation. They're right now in a 21-day Daniel fast. They will complete their fast on the 26th. Today is the 18th. They have a total of eight more days. So right now, they are on day 13, and they're still yet holding on to the blood-stained banner of Christ. So pray that God gives them strength to endure these next eight days, as they've done 13 already, and pray that this prayer conference is better than never before, because God is willing and able. He will intercede for those that which believe. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Murrow will come on the air, and he will preach and teach for you. Also, please say special prayers for the Smith family, the Lewis family, and the Robinson family. They're in bereavement, so for those in Radio Land, please say a special prayer. It's that God heals their hearts in this time of bereavement. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, my bishop and pastor, my grandpa, Dr. Bishop Alfred Moore. God bless God bless you tonight. Amen. Announcer, we thank you tonight, amen, for bringing us on, amen, and bringing forth those announcements tonight. We are so happy, amen, is to be able to come to you once again on this Thursday night, amen, as my announcer has said, to bring you food for a thought, something to carry you on from one week to another, and that is the word of God. We feed our natural man every day. So as we feed our natural man, so shall we feed our spiritual man. There is a natural man and there is a spiritual man. So this is a time, amen, that has been set aside that we are going to feed the spiritual man tonight. God bless you. We love you. Continue to pray for us that the Lord will have his way. Praise the Lord in the last and evil day. We are going to continue tonight, amen, from where we left off on last Thursday. And bringing your attention, amen, we came from St. Matthew, the 24th chapter, and verse 4 through 14. Let me read it to refresh your remembrance, amen, of what we were talking about on last Thursday. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed, that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. 
and you should hear a war and rumors of wars. But see that you be not troubled. For all of these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdoms against kingdoms, and there shall be famines and pestles and earthquakes in diverse places. All of these are the beginning of sorrow. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. We're talking about signs of the end time tonight. When this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. When every nation hear the word of God and have a chance, amen, is to repent of their sin or reject the Lord, then the end is going to come. The end of this age, the end of this world that we are living in now, amen, that we, we think that we have control of, it's going to come to its final resting place. It's going to come to an end. So to the thanks of God, you that fear him and want to go back with him, this is your opportunity, man, to do all you can on this side. Because we know not today, you know, the hour when the Son of Man is going to come, but he's going to come. In the book of Matthew, the 24th chapter, Jesus answered, amen, uh, his disciples, amen, in 24 and 3. He said, and as they sit up on the Mount of Allah, the disciples came unto him privately saying, tell us, when shall these things be and what shall be the sign of our coming and of the end of the world? The disciples wanted to know, when these things were going to be, and what would be the signs of our coming and the end of the world. And Jesus says to them in the fourth verse, Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. And as we studied in last week, amen, we are going to continue, amen, in world events. Don't let nobody deceive you. There are many amen is already deceived because they don't believe the written word of God. They don't believe, amen, that the Bible is the inspired word of God. You're already being deceived. But those of you that believe the word of God is the authentic word himself, take heed tonight. 
in all the treasures of the Holy Scripture, there is not a passage in our chapter that is more vital to define the signs that shall be revealed the end of time than in the 24th chapter of the book of St. Matthew. Verses there records the question that Jesus was asked of his disciples. When shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of our coming and the end of the world? And this lesson, our attention is, is, to, uh, is drawn to, amen, the signs of the end times in three areas. In prophecy, the physical evidence of the end times, signs in the church at the end times, and signs of the end time in this world. You want to know in the end come? Look at prophecy. It'll tell you, amen, of the events, amen, doesn't happen in a troublesome world. Heralding the approach of the end times are many. As we see, amen, as I made mention on last week, the European revival of power. Reviving of ancient Iran, foremost powerful nation in the last few years. Strife in Arab oil rich country. Population growth problem. Population exploding to six or seven billion in the next 20 years. World weather problem. Food shortage, 450 million now is starving from malnutrition, and they are starving. Increasing earthquake, 50,000 any given year. Numerous of systems, computers. Every man, woman, and child is in the world. Amen. You you you're being numbered by the computers. Forming of a world monetary system. These are some of the signs of time that Jesus told us to look out for. Matthew noted, amen, that these are just the beginning of sorrow. It's just the beginning of having trouble on the face of this earth. Matthew 24 and verse 8. Dr. Luke recorded these events with two descriptions, words. He said it's going to be a commotion in Luke, amen, 21 and 9. Amen, a commotion in the world. The world is going to be under perplexed, Luke 21 and 25. The world is perplexed today. It don't know which way to go. Commotion, violence, a turbulence. Political disturbance of insurrection, perplexed, mean it puzzles to make a man confused. People are confused in the world today. I've never seen such confused world today. These are the signs of time telling you, amen, that Jesus Christ is coming again. Warning. It's coming before destruction. 
You can take heed if you want to. And then you can ignore it if you want to. It's not going to stop. The Lord from coming, when he gets ready to come, he's coming. But he's letting us know. You can watch for the signs of time, end time. And you can prepare yourself. You can be ready to go back with your makeup. Take ye that no man deceive you. Matthew 24 and 4. If this deception could deceive the disciples to the intent that Jesus needed to warn them, how much more in our present day fathering of Christ could be deceived? If, 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 if that's deception, amen, was there back in that time, could almost deceive the disciples. How much more have it been painted up? to deceive us in our present day and time. There is no greater deception than that which is involved in false religions and practice. We are in a deceiving age, we are in a deception time. Mankind is being deceived. Mankind is believing a lie quicker than he is the truth. And as the scripture bears it out, say the time will come, the time is already here, when men will not endure sound doctrine. They don't want to hear truth. So when you don't want to hear truth, you believe a favor, you believe a lie. We don't want to face him, but that's where we are. Trouble among nations. The trouble era of war and civil disturbance are worldwide. One political leader recently stated that we are now in the beginning of the third war. Another officer stated that the possibility we are in the state of Armageddon. That's the last battle it is to be fought on the face of this earth. Amen. Look at the signs of time. Look at, amen, what the era is done, amen. Look at, amen, where we are. You better get your mind on Jesus. Two-thirds of this world, amen, population will go to sleep hunger tonight. Just think about it. As great as our country is, as great as the world is, amen, we got people starving. That's a sign of time. Natural climateness. God uh, directed all the work of nature. God directed all the the, the, the uh, works of nature, and by the many climates that are taking place in the end time age, we are made aware of His displeasing. God is displeasing with the way that civilization is going on. God is displeased. And the way, amen, that our nation in America is going on, God is displeased. And you can see how far we have strayed away from the very principles of the Lord. It was an honor, amen, a thousand years ago 
amen, to say, in God we trust. But now, amen, we don't trust in God, we trust in ourselves. God is displeased, and deception is in the land. The foundation of this world, of course, read Psalms 82 and 5. Major earthquakes has increased astonishing within the last decade. Major earthquakes. And we're looking for a greater earthquake to come right here in our city. I may mention the last, last week, but right in our city in Los Angeles, amen, it, 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 you can't hide it, amen. We're looking for a major earthquake to strike in. We don't know when, but they know it soon. And listen, now we're going to be trying it like never before. When that earthquake strikes, only God's going to be able to number the number of those that are left here, right here in Los Angeles. You better get your business straight with Jesus. Moral and religious condition. 18 characterize a perilous time in 2 Timothy are signs of end time. These are moral and religious conditions that exist today and can be affecting our homes, our churches, and our personal lives. Let me read these off to you. Lovers of self, covenants, boasters, Proud, blasphemer, disobedient the parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breaker, false accuser, incontent, spirit, despising of those who are good, traitors, heavy and high minded. The love of the pleasure is more than the love of God. Amen. We we are in this age and time that Men is lovers of pleasure more than they is the love of God. They want to please self. This flesh, amen, want to be, amen, please. And, and man is giving over to this flesh. And not only men, I'm talking about, amen, the saints of God, amen. They're falling from grace and giving over to flesh. Now, of course, amen, the world is going to please its own because the world don't know Jesus. Lovers are pledging more than the lovers of God. After naming these 18 conditions, Paul wrote to Timothy about their effect. He said they're having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such and the way. The churches today is under a form. They are under a form of serving God. They are not doing it, amen, really from their heart, sincerely. The Bible says they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. They got a form of godliness. They got a form of righteousness. They got a form of obedience. 
but they deny the, the power that is supposed to construct them and to guide them and to lead them. They are not letting that power, amen, lead them. That's what we are looking at in our Christian society today. Paul warned Timothy 3 and 5. He said, notice Paul direct to this young minister concerning those so charged. This indication was directed towards a religious element with a form of godliness. Amen. A religious element. We love the Lord, but we don't obey the Lord. We call his name, but we don't really reverence him. Having a form of godliness, but they're denying the power thereof. We are in a deception time. We are in a deceiving time. We go to some churches, amen, because of the popularity. We go there, amen, to some churches, amen, because the structure in the church and how beautiful, amen, it is designed. We don't go there for our souls. You're having a form of godliness, but you're denying the power thereof. We don't go there to praise the Lord. This again reflects, amen, the deception as spoken uh, by Jesus in Matthew, the 24th chapter. Jesus told us, amen, that these things uh, was going to be. But at that time, amen, it was not quite the end time. Right now, we are in the last days. We are in the end time. Uh, false religious teachers. Perhaps the greatest deception, amen, is now in the era of religious teachers. We got religious teaching, amen, is taking, amen, God people straight down to hell because they won't tell the truth. Not that they don't know the truth, they just won't tell the truth because if they tell the truth, it'll make them feel like amen. If they tell the truth, they won't have the popularity. They won't have the congregation, amen, that they should have if they tell the truth. It is religious. It's not necessarily right. Just because you're religious, religious it doesn't mean that you're right, amen, That uh, because, amen, you have the elements of what Christianity is. It don't mean that you're right. Jesus warned of many who will declare the location of Christ, but who are, in reality, they deceive him. The sad fact is they shall succeed and shall deceive many. We are in a time now that many, 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 many believers are being deceived. Remember, church, God is a spirit. And they that worship him, they must worship him in spirit and in truth. He's not occupied in just a certain place. God is everywhere. But Satan don't want you to believe that. According to the young analytic concordian to the Bible, deceiving is a 
form of Greek word is plano, which means led astray. Amen. Uh, people is being led astray by deception. Men is deceiving mankind. And that goes for one women as well. This deception, amen, uh, in leadership is especially critically in religious practice. It's critical. How, amen, people are deceiving one another. Following their pernicious ways, amen, and it's going down to the wrong way, amen. Follow Jesus Christ. And if the blind lead the blind, amen, they shall both fall into the ditch. Now, amen, we we looking, amen, that the blind is leading the blind today, spiritually blind, amen. God, amen, give you some spiritual eyes, and you need to look through those spiritual eyes, amen, and quit letting the blind lead the blind. Don't both of you are going to fall into the ditch. Paul, amen, was admonishing Timothy. He said when Paul wrote a perilous time and named these conditions that would emanate from a world destined for God's judgment and a final destruction, he pointed an acrophanger at an ever-learning generation. This generation is ever learning. They get more knowledge every day in all kind of ways. But you know what? They're ever learning and never able is to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's where it's hurting it. They're learning more and more. They're brilliant. Oh, no. We got a brilliant society. But they don't know truth. With all of their thirst for education, they are never able to come to the knowledge of truth. See Second Timothy three and one, and First Timothy three and seven. All of their knowledge that they have, they still haven't found truth. More opportunities are available today for a higher education than has ever been in this world system, and yet so many know so little about the real God. We're teaching about God. We, we're teaching about Amen. I, 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 know, I know him and still not obeying him. They know so little, but they ever learn it. I'm a master, and we get out of a doctor, and amen, and, 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 and we get out of a PhD degree, praise the Lord. And some of us still don't know Jesus. He said, have I spent so long a time with you, and yet you don't know me? End time. We're living in end time. The center of this cultural, religious, devil worship and satanic is often located among those who thirst for knowledge. Amen. Yes, the devil is always there. It, 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 it's a thirst itself in to throw you, amen, off a of course. Don't you let no man deceive you. 
That is, amen, that what Jesus says, amen, to his disciples, amen, and we are his disciples. Don't let no man deceive you. Everywhere truth is, amen, you can find the devil there. But one thing the devil can't do, the devil can't live truth. The devil can talk about truth and can instruct you about it, but he can't live it. All you got to do is watch him, amen, he's going to shut off on his own because, amen, he can't live what he's talking about. Doesn't make any difference, amen, uh, how unlearned we are or how educated we are. These ideas are being taught in the classroom uh, with students earning acceleration by participation. These things are being taught in the classroom. Our children is being deceived right in our classroom, right in our schoolhouses, and we are going along with it. We are living in the end time. It's hurting. Yet in the same institution, learning the Bible is a closed book. In that same institution, they may they learn about everything else, but when it comes down to the Bible, they don't want the Bible is to be taught. It is the same, amen, that we have to have private school in order for some of our children, amen, is to go to in order to learn something about our great God. But in the public school where it is forbidden to be taught, that makes, amen, our children not know who the Lord is. And prayer to God is not allowed. Prayer, prayer, prayer to God is not allowed. I can remember back, amen, so many years ago, amen, prayer was allowed in everything. In everything, you acknowledge who the Lord was, amen. Now it is in our school. Now, prayer is not allowed because, amen, we think we're going to offend somebody, some other religious, amen. We think we're going to offend them. So now they cut out prayer for all of our children. There is a deception in the land, a great deception in the land. The Bible is a closed book, and prayer to God is not allowed. These conditions will bring the final wrath and judgment of God and move us even closer to the end time. Amen. What this is done, because they are forbidden truth to be told, is bringing judgment upon the land. And judgment is coming swiftly because, amen, truth can't be heard. Moral corruption. The word corruption in the New Testament is from a Greek word, sparrow, which means bad. It's bad. Or it means rotten. We live in a moral corruption time. It's bad. It's corrupt. It's rotten. The moral corruption, amen, of our day is at a all-time high comparison to the historical recording of the word 
the past decade, sin is stripped of a one proud and beautiful America has moved from the back streets of the metropolitan cities to the main thoroughfare where they brazen advertise a central pleasure. America, amen. What is America showing today? Everywhere you look today, amen, America is showing something that is perverted. Our children is being corrupt by all kinds of things, music, TV, movies. America has corrupted itself. America has failed. But the deceiver says it's all right. Paul warned to Timothy concerning the end time condition seen to picture in many details this time in which we are now living. His instructions are to the church. Amen. And maybe we can't get through to the world, but amen. We we need to get through to the church. Preachers. Men of God, women of God, if there were a time you to stand up for what you believe in, it is now. If you believe in the word of God, stand up for it. Don't let no man deceive you. And we should carefully consider the prevailing condition that draws people away from God. Love of self. Jesus said, if you love your life, you will lose it. But if you lose your life for his sake and the gospel, you will find it. St. John 12 and 25. Real living is not experienced until man leaves a life of selfishness to find a new life, a living for others. Jesus put us here to help others, not to be selfish, not to be just concerned about ourselves, about amen, our love. Jesus put us here to help one another. Don't be selfish. Reach out and help somebody. I'm talking to the Christians now. Reach out and help somebody. That somebody you may not stand, could stand, amen. Reach out and help them. Quit pulling them down, amen, and reach down and help them and tell them that Jesus loved them. How do you know? Because Jesus loved me. Many homes is liking the happy sound of cheering, laughing, and playing because uh, there is no time for children. Amen. We done got to the point now, amen. We're so busy and we're so occupied, amen. We don't have time for children. The homes, amen, is getting silent because we are occupied by something else, not by that God-given gift that God has given us, amen, which is children. Life is too complicated. And the reaching for what I want, I want is Really, an end time sign for 
a love of self. I want, I want this. I'm so busy, amen. What I want, I can't think about nobody else. I want. Oh, praise the Lord. Jesus was never selfish. And none of his children can be that time, uh, that way, amen. We're looking at end time signs. Covenants is derived from the Greek word polominus, which means wish to have more. We ain't satisfied. We are not satisfied in this world, amen, that we live in. We are not satisfied. We can have a mission, amen, but that's not enough. We want another mission. We have one car, but that's not enough. We want two cars. We are not satisfied. Neither has there been a world more description of the type than American home than this one. In these perilous times, we we too could succumb to the spirit of whoosh for more and more until we become so busy getting and gaining that infect us and what we have left to give God. We don't have nothing to give God. We occupy. We have time. Amen. We don't have time for God. I got to take care, amen, of my own. I got to, I got to take care of what I don't worked hard for and I don't leave it for. I got to go see about it. I don't have time to go to church. I don't have time to pray. I've got to take care of my things that I have accumulated. Covenants, this dangerous time of credit buying can easily obligate a Christian to put more and more possession before God. We live in a time now, all you got to do is have a credit card. And if your credit, amen, is, a, is at a substantial area, amen, you can get what you want, amen. Just bring that credit card, praise the Lord. And it's going to occupy you more and more is to get away from prayer, get away from fasting, get away from serving the Lord. And the Lord picked it up and said, boasting is where it means a bargain about one's own accomplishment. I'm, I'm boasting in what I have accomplished. Let me tell you something. If it wasn't for the Lord, you can't do nothing. You have not accomplished anything on your own. It was by the goodness and the mercy of the Lord. Ever what you have, God suffered it to be so. But boasting, amen, no one is so Boastful, as a bragger who made time does not seem aware that his boasting and bragging are the are not impressive. His often captive audience, he boasts and he, amen. He just likes to tell people, amen. Look what I have done. You know, Nebuchadnezzar, amen, was king. And Nebuchadnezzar was a great king. And Nebuchadnezzar looked over Babylon and he said, look what I done did, what I have done. 
And God had to bring Nebuchadnezzar down. God had to put him out, amen, for seven years. His fingers, amen, his hair, amen, comes all the way down in his face, amen. You fell on him. God had to bring him down because he said, look what I have done. He didn't do it. God permitted him to do it. Listen, sometimes God allows you to have something, and God will take it from you because you boastful. Those of you that is proud tonight, God speaks of seven things he hates in Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. And his name as the first and foremost on this list, a proud look. Oh, we don't got to, amen, so much in society. I mean, we can't. Look at a person as another person. I, I, I'm I'm so much better than another person. Amen. I'm so I got so much pride in me. God don't like a proud looker. You are no better than nobody else. The Bible says, when a man thinketh he's something, when he's nothing, he deceives his own self. We all were made from the dust of the earth, and we all going back to the dust of the earth. The proud lookers. God don't like a proud looker. First and foremost, amen, on this uh, this proud looker, it is no wonder that Paul wrote of a last day's condition that is perilous. Pride is preceding destruction. Pride goes before destruction. Read uh, Proverbs 16 and 18. Pride goes before destruction. Blasphemous. The Greek word, amen, blasphemous, means, amen, to speak injury. Words and statements once thought of as belonging to the vow and uncork are now exchanged by both men and women and are sometimes printed in the daily newspapers. To see a nice face become distorted, and words stirring, pouring out as anger, flowing and uncontrollable, is all too common in this so-called society of free people. Parents who pull uncontrollable vile names and objectives on their children are injure them because they are in them beyond repair. Parents is talking to their children like they are not children, calling them some of everything that there is. That is no way, amen, to raise your child. Name calling, amen. It, it is so, amen. Uh, it is. It is so hurting, amen. For a grown person, amen, is to be cursing out their own little child that the little child don't know what's going on. And then, amen, that child will come to be reared up. And when you know what I'm saying, that child is cursing out somebody else. Well, you did it. This is under blaspheming. The child of God must not allow the same spirit that controls the world conversation 
is to control him. Amen. A child of God, you you don't talk that foul language. You don't be brutal to your child. Love your children. Set a watch of God before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. Psalm 141.3. Amen. Keep the door of my lips. Keep my tongue. Lord. Guide my tongue. God is only somebody can control your tongue. That you will not blaspheme or you won't say ugly things to anybody else. Disobedient to parents. The alarming, amen, increase of juvenile delinquency, amen, is the base result of a condition where parents is no longer having the control of their children. We got to send them to juvenile home now. I remember the time, amen, when the parents, amen, were able to control their children. They didn't have to call the law. But now if a child, uh, sometimes it's not worthy of sending them to juvenile home. They can do anything, amen, that they don't think is right, amen. They want to send them to juvenile home. Give them a record. Make them seem like they are no good. Jesus Christ don't send us to juvenile home every time that we do something. He may check us, but he loves us. I'm talking about disobedience to parents, where parents no longer have the control of their children. There are two groups of youth to consider in this indicament. By the Apostle Paul, some children are risen in strict discipline and are taught strictly. The other group has even few, if any, rules to govern them. They come and go as they please. Now, amen, if you're not Rhythm and strict discipline. You don't have nothing to guide you. If a child have a much better amen life, amen, if he's been disciplined, amen, while he was young. The Bible says train up a child in the way that he should go. When he get old, he will not depart from you. But if you if you don't train up your child, what what else you ought to expect? You gonna let somebody else teach your child what's going on, what life is about? You are responsible for your children. But we see today, amen, in our society, parents sometimes don't care about their children. And we can see the results of it. We can see gangbangers. We can see, amen, that, amen, your own child, amen, come in your house and, and you fear for all of them, amen, because you didn't teach him anything when he was young. You didn't teach him, the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want disobedience. Disobedience to the parents breaks the first commandment. That was given, amen, with promise. Children obey. Children are to obey their parents in the law. Amen. I'm not talking about 
amen, your earthly uh, biological parents, but children, you that are under somebody, you ought to obey them. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Amen. You got a parents in the Lord. Amen. And that person telling you what's right, you ought to obey them. That it may be well with them. And the promise is that their days may be long upon the earth. According to Ephesians 1, 6, uh, Ephesians 6, 1 and 3, God punished a wrongdoing is in conjunction with the span of life is first noted in the account of time given to Adam after being cast from the garden of Eden. Instead of upman the life, Adam lived about 800 years. Then he punished man. God reduces the span of life from about 800 years to 120 years. See Genesis 6, 1 and 3. Later he again reduced the average span of man's life to 70 years. Psalm 90 and 10. Young people as well as mothers and fathers, should notice this warning. But through obedience, we can listen our days. On the way, amen, our days, amen, be listened. We must be obedient. Obey them that have the rule over you. Unthankfulness. It is alarming, amen, to see a whole generation Amen, that falls into the category of being unthankful. The fluent society of this day, amen, is accustomed to having so much and is so busy trying to take care of it all that it has little time to be thankful. We are an unthankful generation. Now, David, amen, the man refers to in the scripture as a man after God's own heart, according to Acts 13 and 22, was a man who was thankful. When David needed the mercy of God, he found them, for he continued his thanksgiving from the humble life of a shepherd to the high success as a king. David was thankful. Amen. From his youth until he was fully grown, he was thankful. But we are so unthankful. It's a sign of the end of time. Unholy, unholy. The word is, amen, from a Greek word, anasa, which means unkind. Amen. It leaves an attitude, amen, having much to do with whether we will do well or fail. Amen. You got to have the right attitude to get through in this life. A bitter individual breathes bitterness. Amen. If you're bitter, you're going to breathe bitterness. Being unkind comes from an unholy that is deep within. You got you got you got sin down on the inside that you need to get out of you. You're unkind and you're breathing unkindness. We cannot, amen, we can not be like Jesus and be unkind. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you can't be like Jesus and be unkind. Beloved, 
time is gone from under me tonight. This is Dr. Moore saying, God bless you. Amen. Until next week, we love you and thank you for being with us. That was beautiful coming from Dr. Moore tonight. God bless everyone who listened in. We thank you, thank you, thank you. Cover yourselves according to those announcements. And we say God bless and good night, everybody. Bye-bye. You know it's going to be a good day when your biggest concern in the morning is collecting the crumbs falling from the McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit. Your only concern should be, has your day peaked too early? Enjoy every last crumb of the new McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit for only $3. At Eddie Size Soft Drink for just a dollar, and you'll get your day started on a high note. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.